Oh, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Give Me My Points podcast. I'm your host, Lockable, and we have a special guest filling in for our friend, Angry Diamonds, who can't be with us today because of an illness, but we are glad to have you, Mr. Eric. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank y'all for allowing me to come on the show. Oh, it's all good. We're an open household. <laughs> but as, as usual, you know, we want y'all to join the P3 Picks, Plays, and Parlays Discord, where we give out free picks every day from parlays to singles. Me and Angry Diamonds just finished the month of November in a 60% win percentage this uh, month again. So that's another month in the green. Can't complain about that. Without further ado, let's get ready for the show. So, man, going into the NFL slate this past weekend, it was a lot of ups and downs and a lot of upsets and a lot of fighting for games we did not expect for. A lot of craziness. I know that. A lot of craziness. A lot of craziness. <laughs> starting, starting with our Thursday night game, actually, we had the Bills versus the Patriots game. The Bills actually came on top 24-10. I don't think that was a big surprise for people watching it. I mean, it's another bounce back win for the Buffalo trying to get in sync, ready for the playoffs. But they're looking good out there, man. They're looking good. They are looking good. I mean, they're in a tough division. You know, they got Miami on their trails. They lost this past week to the 49ers, which was a hard loss. That was a very (laughs) tough loss considering Jimmy G has suffered a season season ending injury. On his foot. Yeah. So they're down to their third string quarterback who actually handled business. But if we're being honest, they ran the ball a lot ever since he got hurt. (laughs) And they still won. That's the fun part. They still won. They did still win. I mean, I'm not going to knock the third string quarterback's credit. He had 210 yards and two passing touchdowns and one interception, 25 for 37. I'm not going to knock the dude's stats. But man, put some respect on that defense, man. That defense killed Tua. Tua got smaller man, than they really was. Killed that defense, them. That defense was having Tua throw balls we have not seen him throw all season. He he started Both out the game high. First play of the game, seventy-five yard touchdown to Schofter. After that, it was like a deer in headlights. Man, I Bosa was hitting him in his face, man. Every Bosa. time he turned around, Bosa was there. Bosa was putting Bosa was getting through that offensive line who is missing a lot of key <laughs> key parts to the offensive line, but still that's not a reason for their loss this past Sunday. Bosa was being Bosa doing his thing. Defense finally well, the Dolphins gotta get a little credit. They scored on the Niners defense, who hasn't let a point be allowed in the second half for the past couple weeks. They scored seven. Other than that, the Niners was kind of dominating this game ever since Jimmy G left. I feel like they played a little bit better when Jimmy G wasn't there, in my opinion. Man, personally. that was a busted play, man. That that touchdown was a busted defensive play. Free safety didn't cover the under – I mean, the over like normal, and my cornerback got burned. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is, but the defense looked good. They kept my home – I mean, they kept uh, Tua in lock. Tyreek Hill going to get his. You can't stop that. I mean, bro. I mean, yeah, but I say Tyreek, Tyreek did get his uh, big play like he normally does. I mean, but that's the cheetah. That's like things we just know is going to happen. <laughs> can't with do the secondary with like y'all have. It's like I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. But to it, that uh, defensive line, 
was really helping them because Waddle was open a lot of plays, but Tua was just either missing him completely or throwing bad balls because he was getting pressured the whole game. Man, he was hearing them footsteps. He was. Waddle would have had a a nice, quiet 100 receiving yard game easy because he had like four deep passes that was just not towards his hands at all, either too high, too low, or something else would happen. But I got to give credit where credit's due. Niners defense stood up. And like me and Angry Diamond said, they were probably going to take this division personally. That's what we go. That's that's what the 49ers are going to do. But back to the Bills you were talking about from the beginning. The Bills is the number one seed now. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, they're they've the taken number, number, number one. Seed, but that's a that's a scary number one seed though. Yeah, it's very scary, scary because they because like the recent these past couple weeks they're winning. Yeah, and they dropped a couple games, but. They don't look too promising to be in the uh, playoffs, you know. Like, you Man, know, they have gigs or whatever. That. But the problem is, like me and Angry said, they need a running back who's going to get the ball. There's no reason Josh Allen should have the leading rushing yards for this team. You putting him in I danger. Agree. He's in well, danger. that's his fault. That is his fault. But, I mean, you have running backs back there. Like, you're, like you have Singletary. <laughs> you have James Cook. That guy's been running like crazy lately, but he still wants to run around and get hit, and that's how he got that elbow injury a few weeks back. That's just, Man, he's the new know. Ben Wassensberger. That's all he is. But I mean, he's the a new Big Ben. Up. Them that's right. hits gonna add up over time, and you know it's kind of showing they're not as high pot as they was in the beginning of the season. But I mean, New England wasn't a real test to their standards, I would say. But, they but give them some props on their offensive line, though, Lockable. The offensive yeah. line kind of stood a little strong this past Thursday. It looked, I mean, they looked really good, gave him time. And when he didn't have time, he made some good decisions to throw a couple away. But, man, hey, he going to be who he going to be. He going to rumble and stumble through, there, through that line and run. I mean, he did. He has his uh, gateway ticket, Stefan Diggs, you know, who, I mean, whose hey. hands are like glue. You know, you throw yes. him, you know you have a high percentage of a catch if it's a good ball, you know. But Diggs was doing that cornerback so bad. He was talking crazy to him too. There's talking some, crazy there's to certain him. matchups where like Diggs and some of these guys are just not nowhere near standards. Like Diggs is just killing these guys. Like you would think Diggs will have an average of a hundred and some yards per game, but you know, Josh Allen likes to be the star of the show sometimes. So it kind of hurts them in a way. And their defense yeah. gives up a lot of points. But this week they stood strong. They only held them to 10. Past couple weeks, they've been uh above twenty points. They've been allowing, so I mean, looks like they're getting better. We're gonna see how. That think about up. it, man. I, I I can't give them too much props because they played the Patriots. That's what I I'm mean. Saying. I mean, it was just a ducky head win the game, stay healthy uh game this week. That's all this yeah. game was. Belichick looked like a shell of himself. He got his son with the mullet on his head, running around with the defense. They man. <laughs> They look like a shamble of themselves. Tom Brady left and all hell broke loose there. New England is not the same since Tom Brady left. And they are having a quarterback. They are having quarterback troubles. They don't know who they want to start or who they don't want to start. But they don't have no firepower like they used to. They don't have Grunk. They don't have Edelman. You don't have Tom Brady or that offensive line no more. That team is just not the same like it used to be years ago. Well, Patricia was under fire because the quarterback was screaming at him, throw the fucking ball. So, yeah. you know they got trouble in paradise in the Patriots when somebody ain't doing it the Patriot way. 
Yeah, they're so, gonna have to figure something out this offseason, get some pieces, key pieces back into there, make them dominant like they used to be when Brady was there. But I don't think they'll ever be as good as when Brady, Gronk, and them were there. So they no, have a long no. rebuilding coming for them. But you know, Patriots it's time for Belichick to, to hang it, man. It's just it's just that time. I think the league has caught up with him. He don't have this Tom Brady guy no more. I mean. They look like a shell of themselves. The coordinators don't know what they're calling. The defensive coordinator is having a secondary secondary out of position. It's just a freaking it's a freak show going on right now in the Patriots locker room, man. Yeah, they got a lot of they have a lot of things they need to address this offseason. I mean, looking at the record six and six, I mean, to me personally, that AFC East, it, AFC East and NFC East are the strongest divisions in the uh, NFL. They really just need to hang it up. There's, I mean, I really don't see them getting a wild card with these other other teams getting in there. They might as well just get ready for the draft, get some tra- draft picks, in my opinion. But, you know, it's Bill Belichick. They're not going to back down or tank. So they're going to try to win every game they possibly can. Hey, man, you can do what you want to do, you know. But at the end of the day, your team looks like trash. They do. So <laughs> they, they are not the Patriots of the old. And Belichick understands that because he, he don't even answer the way he used to answer in the freaking uh, interviews anymore. So he's just sick of it. Yeah, You know, he's yep. sick. Of, he can't even answer for that crap. Some things must come to an end. It might be a hey. uh, time for him to go. Hey, it happens everywhere, man. But moving on to the Sunday games, I, a key game that I didn't think would go this way was the Jets versus the Vikings. That game... Ooh. Went down to the fourth quarter in which, in my opinion, I believe the Jets had a bad coaching drive because they were at the fourth and one and act like they could not get one yard. And the quarterback, I mean, I'm not going to, don't don't get me wrong. This is second game or whatever, but, you know, they needed 10 yards for a first down. He needed a fourth and one. He's trying to go to the end zone and they had like a minute or something left and he had time to get there. And he messed up through interception. Vikings got it. They saved Kirk Cousins again, and they won. But the Jets' defense was giving the Vikings the blues the whole game. Kirk Cousins only threw 173 yards this game. And, you know, Jefferson only had 45 receiving yards. So that cornerback for the Jets, he he's the truth. He locking the boys down. I mean, Jefferson with only 45 yards is just not un- this uncommon right now because Jefferson's been acting a donkey this year. But man, you can't oh, you can't knock the jet you can't knock White, man. White put up some hell of a stats. Even he though did. you know he went he 31 57 with 369 yards in the air. Through two interceptions, it happens. But come on, man. They I were mean key interceptions though. That's the thing. You can throw interceptions, right. that's you're cool. Right. One of them was the game winning interception. That and bad clock management. And black. Hey man, that's not on him, on. man. I gotta give that to the I coaches. Mean, Okay, you can give him play calling, but quarterback executes the play. I gotta get he gotta take responsibility on that last drive when they was in the red zone. He couldn't get ten yards because he was Mike throwing was it good. in the end zone. I mean, don't get none me of wrong, us knew who Mike cool. was though. Of course, we didn't know he was a backup. <laughs> we don't know none of the backups for teams unless it's your favorite team. You know, he's making a name for himself. He threw fifty-seven balls, thirty-one completions. I mean, that's good stats or whatever. You know, 687 yards? Come on, man. Two games? That's good. 
I mean, yeah, he won last week, but he lost this week. He had a chance to upset the Vikings. You know how good that'll look on your resume? Hey, back up hey. to upset the Vikings. That was nine and two at the time. Hey, it happens. But he looked good. I'm not, I mean, he made some bad decisions, some rookie decisions like he should. I mean, he'd been a backup for a while, but his completion rate was good. 62% passing. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was good, good numbers, good stats. I mean, but. You know, he just had them bad decisions that cost him the game, which I thought they were going to come out and win. But how they had that uh, Vikings defense out there, they could they was moving at will. Vikings was moving at will. But, you know, it's like if Kirk Cousins can't get to Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson no more, it's like he's a deer in headlights. He doesn't know who to throw to. But at a time when Jefferson just came in the league, it was a Thielen show. He doesn't throw to uh, Thielen like talk about no more. Thielen's like a nobody out there. If I'm being honest. Thielen on the bench. Thielen had 27 <laughs> receiving yards this game. That was terrible. And like, well, I mean, I mean just Jefferson didn't have that many either. He only had 45. He had, he had 45, but but any other game is still like this. Jefferson Thielen's nowhere near the top three receivers. Because I mean, right, Hawkinson right. came in. He's kind of you know he's getting his touches, which is cool. But Jefferson's taking that wide receiver one and ran with it. I mean, Thielen's just kind of like on the back end. He don't even look his way. It's like, why do you even have Thielen on your team if you're not going to throw to him like talking about? Man, Jefferson is a dog. He is. He man, is. he's a hybrid. Man, you can't do nothing with Jefferson, man. You can't, They've been trying man. all season. They can't do nothing with that boy. Jefferson has made impeccable catches, crazy plays, good touchdowns, and he's just a freak of nature. You know, he's, it's one of them years where Justin Jefferson is on one and you can't stop him. That's but right. You're right. The Jets cornerback stopped him this week. He's been shutting them boys down all season. I got to give him hey, the props on that. You got to give that defense their props, too. Their defense, man, I mean, they held them to Cooks, 20 carries, 86 yards. Jefferson, seven catches, 45 yards. Come on, man. I mean, that's you know, that, they coach defense. Yeah, they, they defense been, they, they've been poked this year. Yeah. They won more games than I thought they would win this year. And they, the funny part is, is they're in a position to kind of try to fight for wild card. They are in a position. I think they, if I remember correctly, after Buffalo won, not Buffalo, uh, Bengals won, they kind of got put in that wild card running. But because the AFC East is so strong and the other divisions are so weak, that division could really take all four of them in there if they if uh-huh. they, they really wanted to. I mean, the Jets really got to win some win the rest of the year. I mean, they got a tough schedule. Well, yeah, they got a tough schedule to end of the year. But, you know, if they find a way to win some games, they can get in that wild card easy. They're not winning their division, but they'll catch a wild card spot. That whole AFC East could get in there because AFC North only has two good teams. AFC South is only Tennessee. And the AFC West just got uh, Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, I'll tell you this. They'll be, they'll be the upset. They'll be the upset yeah. team. Yeah, the they, they'll come in there and set something off. Lose. They'll uh, lose the first game, but they'll come out and uh, upset somebody you wouldn't even expect. Yeah. So I'm not going to count them out Count them out of a game, but, you know, we, we got to see how uh, White does the rest of this season to really determine if he's going to do any good in the playoffs or not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But so far, if we're going off of what he's done for the past two weeks, I think He's done a solid job as a backup, not being able to ever, well, never played in the NFL, really been a backup. He came in and he did his thing, and I think he's going to be all right, man. Give him a little time. Yeah. Who? Time is everything. Jack Wilson is like, you know, he's doing way better than that guy. 
Oh, man, I think he didn't lost his job. About him. Yeah, he didn't lost his job. Oh, that job he, been gone. <laughs> that job was gone when last week when he would beat uh, the Bears. <laughs> that job gone. Yeah, I think. Hey, man. You know, any given Sunday. Is that any what they say? Any given Sunday. That's what they say. Any given Sunday. <laughs> but Zach Wilson Sundays are over. So, you know, collect your money on the bench. Hey, man, I'm not mad at him. I'll take that. I'll take that nice paycheck. Moving on to the next good game, which actually ended in a tie, was the Commanders versus the Giants. That game that was a damn surprise. It went to a tie. I don't think anybody thought this would end in a tie. We both no, was kind of on the mix on who would win and who would lose because Washington has a great defense now. You know, the Giants are doing their thing with Saquon being healthy for once in the whole season. But them defenses were standing up when they needed to. From the game, Heineken came out there throwing that thing, man. Yes. Heineken threw for I think twenty seven for forty one for two hundred seventy five yards and two tubs. Yep. Heineken went out there throwing that thing, man. He sure did. I mean, they kind of stopped Saquon. Uh, yeah, he running. Uh, he only had sixty three rushing yards, and you know Daniel Jones seventy one. I mean, that's not surprising because he loves to outshine the running backs. <laughs> So, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. He has more rushing yards than Saquon, but Washington is a, is going to be a scary team. That's a scary team. I would not want to play in the playoffs. Now, but that that's why they. Now. I think that's why they uh tied the game because they ain't get a ball to Saquon. Exactly. If you get a ball to Saquon more than 20, 20 times a game, he normally average over a hundred yards, and they know it's a guaranteed win. But I now, they, I mean, he only ran eighteen carries. When you let Daniel Jones uh, take control of things, he's going to run. Terrible. If you give him a sliver of a hole, he's going to take it. Like, you get in red zone, you should get scared because Saquon's more than likely not going to score the ball because Daniel Jones likes to run it in and get all the shine. That's what he's always been doing. Yeah, it's Which very is terrible. terrible. You got Saquon back there <laughs> who's healthy and dominating, and you want to run in the end zone. It makes no sense. He's another quarterback, I say, who's going to be due for injuries because he keeps taking hits. Well, he might be all right because you know they just did that. Uh, OBJ just went in for a meeting with him, so they may be bringing him back. They may be. I mean, OBJ's at uh, Dallas today. We don't. We haven't heard nothing since he's been there today. So I mean, we'll have to yeah. see. But more than likely, uh, that uh, OBJ pickup will be for something for next season. But the tie, the tie, kind of messes up that division. Yes, it does. Puts him in a bad and position. Like, like, I mean, Washington's still at the bottom with 75. The Giants are 74, but they both have a tie, which could come into play down the stretch. I mean, Dallas is 9-3. Philly is 11-1, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they two, in front of, two in front of the commanders. Yeah. The pro- problem is that division is so strong and the NFC is so weak, the Giants and Washington can still both get in there as wild card uh, participants. Really? Really? Being, yeah, because the South, the NFC South stinks this year, you know. Yeah, yeah they do. Uh, the NFC West, the only two teams that can come out of there are the Niners and the Seahawks. The NFC North can only bring the Vikings. You left with the NFC East, who are above 500 this season. Yeah. So, right. So, I mean, you know. I think they really needed to win. One of them teams needed to win to uh they could make a push for uh 
that second spot in that division. But, you know, now that's kind of out the window unless Dallas just loses a bunch of games at the end of the stretch, and then it wouldn't matter. But Dallas defense is kind of ridiculous right now. So and they look good. But my biggest deal is, man, I was looking when, – when they tried it, the field goal kicker on for that 58-yarder, I, I counted it because the dude is like a really good kicker. And he left it like two yards short. Hey man, you can't count. You can't count kicks these days unless your name Justin Tucker. Can't count them. Man, I was sick with that. I was sick because I you just knew that was money. Heard a lot of hearts. Heard a lot of yes. hearts. And you know, I mean, it happens. You mean you know the uh, the moment get too big, you know, and they try to ice you and you get scared. You know, you can shank it left, right, miss it by a few yards. You know, but. I don't I don't count any kick unless you're Justin Tucker, you know. But they both played an impeccable game. But them defenses. That highlight from Dotson yesterday was amazing, dude. It looked like he was playing mad when he done that spin roll going into the end zone. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was a great highlight, you know. That was a great highlight, man. Washington is on a uh they got a good momentum right now. Defense looking good. That quarterback is looking great out there. Heineke's doing his thing. He kind of they finally thing. put the Cheeto man on his uh <laughs> high horses, you know. So ever since uh Carson Wentz been gone, Heineke's been taking control Ball of his it. team, and he's been doing great. So Commanders yeah, are in Heineke a great position, and they trying to prove the owner wrong and all of that. Uh, nature so they gonna probably make the uh wild card in the playoffs unless somebody else in these other divisions do well but yeah their defense just got healthy too they did defense is healthy yeah they looking good out there too back uh i forgot it i can't think of his name all of a sudden the dn yeah what is yeah you go chase young yeah Yeah, he came back with him back that helps everything yeah, he, he, he killing everything. that. Yeah, he killing that in, man. He looking good out there. They defense so look we'll, good. So we'll see how that that division plays out with that tie in there. Moving on to another kind of weird game was the Broncos versus the Ravens with a score of nine to ten. Of course, we had Lamar Jackson suffering a knee injury early on in the game, and Coach came out today say he probably won't play against the Steelers this week. So hopefully, hoping for a speedy recovery, hoping for the playoffs. But nevertheless, Man, he need to shut y'all it down. almost y'all almost lost to the Broncos. Y'all had to make a fourth quarter <laughs> comeback against the Broncos. I mean, That's right. I mean, Russell Wilson still can't cook. He only had 189 yards. Uh, Murray has 17 carries for 47 yards. It, that that team's is terrible. I mean, he looked terrible. Need shut, they need to really shut it down, regroup, and Russell need to get it together because that 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 is just not it. And Baltimore struggled all game. They had Broncos yeah. actually had them had them beat until that last drive last in the fourth second. quarter. And there Huntley, it is. Huntley made a drive and he got it done. Yeah, I applaud that uh back up for that. He handled it. That was a hard that was a hard fought game, man. He did a really good for, job out there. It was for a backup. Hell, before I knew it, I thought it was Mike, I thought it was uh Vic out there. All, all the running Honestly, he was done and ducking. <laughs> at the time, I didn't realize that Huntley was even playing. I thought it was Lamar before I knew he got hurt. So I'm wondering why he looks just like Lamar. Th- 
Yeah, he looks just like Lamar, and he's acting just like Lamar. So I'm wondering why he's playing like he's playing. But then to come to find out, it's Huntley. So I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense as a backup. So we can't really expect much. But he got a game-winning drive, got the W. Yep. Baltimore is 8-4, and four, and the Broncos are 3-9, and nine, which is no surprise there. You know, Well, he Ravens, got a touchdown. He got the winning touchdown, Huntley. Yeah, that's what he ran saying. it in. Huntley, Huntley got that game-winning uh, drive, and he uh, found a way yeah. to win. Kudos to him, find man. a way to win. So, I mean, you know, yeah, he'll is. probably have to play against the Steelers, you know, whose defense uh, – He's been playing lately, so you know. Hopefully man, people been talking, but Lamar should shut it down. I think he should shut it down. They don't want to pay him. Mm-hmm. Their whole offense is built around him. Man, shut it down, mm-hmm. man. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt yourself, man, that, man. The problem is they're in a uh, bad position with Cincinnati. They're both tied, so you know you kind of can't shut it down because you need that division, and hey, you don't know how to pay me the money. And they, pay me the they, money and I'll come out there. They screwed <laughs> themselves over by not paying him money. Yeah. They cost themselves hundreds of millions because, you know, yeah. Deshaun Watson opened that bracket high. So now Lamar's probably going to get a cool $250, million dollar deal. And if they don't sign him now, they don't understand. You know who up for a contract too? You just called his name. Bingo's quarterback. He's you. up. He up. Joe Cool? Joe Cool is in his about to go into his fourth year. First year he got hurt. Second year he took him to the Super Bowl. This is third year. They better lock him in. But they better get Lamar. They better get Lamar his money before they give him his. Man, the Brent, I think the Bengals are not gonna have a problem giving Joe Shiesty his money. That's I, I don't that's think he will. Of, I don't think the Bengals will have a problem paying him his money. And the problem is they're going to have to construct it in a way to keep that team around him like he has it with T. Higg, Jamar Chase. Man, and show speaking me the of money. Joe, speaking of Joe Shiesty, moving on to his game, <laughs> which I believe they should have uh, flexed into the Sunday night game, the Chiefs versus the Bengals, yeah, which that was, was a, a big game. game. It was a great game. Them teams battled, and surprisingly, Eli Apple actually played good for once in his career. Bengals hey man, they got they have the number. They have Cincinnati. They Cincinnati do. got a passion number. Joe Burrow's three and zero against them boys, and they they competed. Jamar Chase came back. I mean, he had ninety seven receiving yards, led the team in receiving yards off seven catches. Uh, Perrine big time catches too, big time catches. Yeah, real big time catches. Perrine had one hundred six yards holding down the backfield for Joe Mixon since he's in concussion protocol. Joe Burrow two touchdowns, two eighty six uh, passing yards, and a rushing touchdown. You know, Joe Cool. They handled Kansas City's offense, in which I thought was going to be a test, and they stood up to him. I mean, they didn't let Kelsey do Kelsey things like he normally does. I mean, he had 56 yards, but they didn't let him act a punk fool like he's used to doing. Mahomes was seeing ghosts out there. Mahomes actually had to pass the ball for once in his life. Yeah, they were at his throat. He to make moves. So, I mean, he threw for like 223. Yeah, I mean, that D-line, the uh, Bengals D-line st- stepped up to the game. They stepped yeah, up to them. They was trying to make it known they was there. That rushing, D, uh, that rushing game, they don't have. They only had 66 yards on the ground. So, I mean, they handled that, so they had to do everything on air. And they stood up in the fourth quarter when they needed to against the, uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, in which, personally, they could have went to overtime 
had coach kick that field goal in the first half instead of going for it on fourth and like I think it was fourth and six, fourth and five. It was like yeah. a fourth and large amount of numbers. They could have kicked it and th- at the end of the game, it would be 27-27 if they wouldn't uh score no extra points other than the ones they did. But you know, coach's decision. It's the new matchup here, out. man. It's the new yes. this the new uh Peyton Manning Tom Brady. That's it's the new matchup big, here. That's gonna be a big game coming to playoffs. I mean, big rock. We all down. We all love Joe Burrow down south when the Saints aren't playing, playing them or playing uh, on TV. So we always like to see Joe Burrow doing good things out there. So I mean, they'll see each other in the playoffs, of course, if you know them two get to that point. But that game was by far the best game of the day. I think everybody. I think that's your AFC that Championship game. game. I think they're gonna yeah. they gonna match up again. Yeah, they gonna <laughs> Three have a years in a row, baby. The problem is this AFC ain't like it used to be. No. This AFC strong. Miami, even yeah, though they strong. lost yesterday, Miami's Miami's gonna be a problem. That offense is still an issue. You got a high powered offense, and you know you got Buffalo. Who else? You got Tennessee, who's actually been struggling lately. Struggling and of bad. Of course, you got man. Kansas City. So, you know, Kansas City going to do their thing. We all know they'll get into the playoffs, no questions asked. But I think the Bengals have a shot to push it again. They're they going to need that magic like they did last year, but I feel like they're a lot better. The offensive line still needs some work. They need yeah. a lot of work still because yeah. Burrow is still getting hit because when he's hiking, he's throwing that ball fast. He's not sitting in that pocket going through progressions fast. He's throwing, It's like he knows where he's going, and he's throwing the ball because that O-line. He got that Tom Brady release. Nobody. Yeah, he released like that ball just, quick, man. He's like, Joe Burrow has understood that in order to not get hit, I have to throw this ball fast. But, man, and can we talk out. about that last drive, though? Lockable, that last drive. Joe, Joe Burrow was so cool. Oh, yeah, was, man, he had somebody on his backside when he threw that thing in the middle for that uh that winning that field goal. First, yeah, that that uh that uh first down that he needed yeah. to uh, seal the game that was yeah I thought he was sacked but Burrow stayed calm and he got that catch and I didn't think that was gonna be a catch I just knew that was getting deflected or somehow but that boy caught that was game. uh T Higgins I believe if I'm not Higgins. mistaken but Higgins handled his business because Chase was double covered yeah Chase was I mean of course you gotta respect Chase regardless if he just yeah. came up, uh Injury, you gotta respect that man's uh gangster when he on the field. So I mean and Higgins he showed that he got that gangster with him. I'm about to say Higgins <laughs> caught that uh the game the game ending first down with Seth yeah. the deal. But Joe Burrow stayed it. in that pocket calm and he was able to get that pass. So I gotta applaud the Bengals. I was pulling for him personally. You know, I just like to see Joe Burrow win. But that was yeah. a good test. Good test for that team to see if they can complete compete with the big dogs this year, in which they've showed they can. So I feel like they yeah, can look go good. far in this playoffs. Joe Burrow looked good, man. I'm, I'm I was proud to watch him play. So moving on from that game, we have the oh, we have the Dolphins versus the 49ers game, which we spoke on a little bit earlier, but we can go a little bit more in depth now. Of course, Jimmy G had his uh, season-ending injury, but yeah, you know, the Forty Nineers are going to be in a uh, bad position now because they don't have a quarterback. If we're being honest, I mean, don't get me wrong, Purdy handled his business, but you know, we don't have a quarterback. You know, so they got to figure that out. They might sign Baker Mayfield because he just got released today. I think it'll be a good fit, 
personally. I mean, you know, Baker won't have to be in such a bad situation with dealing with multiple quarterbacks possibly playing over him. He knows he he'll be the guy for right now until next season. But it's great. He I think it'd be the best fit for Baker because he's a quarterback that don't have to throw. He has a he has a coach that actually know how to coach a quarterback a quarterback. Right. As a 49er fan, man, you got to understand, we don't throw the ball much anyway. It's a lot of RPOs. Right. So long as Baker could be able to hand the ball off the right way and throw maybe five, six skip passes a half, hell, we'll be all right. Right. But he doesn't have to you know the backup quarterback looked good too. That backup yeah, quarterback is real good yesterday for us. He got thrown in the fire and he managed to yeah. uh, come out of it. Stood and, up. You know they they ran the ball a lot as soon as Jimmy G went down. So McCaffrey got a lot of touches for once. You know since he's yeah. been a Niner. So I mean he led the team in receiving and rushing yards. So he's gonna have a bigger load now since Jimmy G and Trey Lance is done for the season. So he'll have to step up. Debo will as well. Kittle's probably going to be turned into a blocking tight end now because, you know, different quarterbacks. I don't know, man. I don't. I can't agree with that one, Lockable, because with having that 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 actual rookie quarterback, you need a you need a safety net, and I believe that's Kittle. That's that's Kittle. That's I believe Jimmy, he'll be my safety Jimmy, net. But if we're being honest, he was throwing more to Debo when he came in rather than Kittle. Yeah, I agree Debo with that. Was I agree with that hundred percent. Uh, Sunday. And I mean, Debo showed up when he needed him to, you know, but, you know, he still got, now he got to actually study film. You know, he can't really BS the week. He get reps with the first. First team, now man. Now he gets to play. Now he gets to see how it feels. I mean, the Niners, the Niners got a pretty tough schedule to end the season off. They got Tom Brady this Sunday, so that'll be a good test. That'll be a good, uh, Test for uh, y'all's backup quarterback if y'all do not sign Baker Mayfield this week. So we'll but think see about it, man. We we've always leaned. Niners has always leaned on their defense, always. No doubt. You know, no so doubt. long as the defense do like they did against Miami, I believe. You know, I believe they can compete with any team. You know, they they shut down the number one offense in the NFL. Yeah, they gave they them do. seventeen points. They got a. First play, first quarter, seven uh, touchdown. Mm-hmm. They scored again in, I think it was the third quarter, the end of the third quarter when they got a uh, busted play, free safety, didn't cover over the top, and uh, the cornerback, you know, T. Hill just blew. Hill just killed him. Yeah. So, defense, I believe the defense, as long as our defense hold tight, I believe we'd be all right this year, man. I, I believe we can make it through the playoffs at least, get to the playoffs. Yeah, got a strong defense. I mean, I think y'all's biggest matchup in the NFC again in the playoffs will be the Cowboys because their defense is so good this year. So be a test of two great defenses this playoff. But, you know, we're going to have to see how things play out. I mean, you know, you got Philly in there, so they got to compete either with Philly, Dallas, Washington. Those three got good defense. I mean, they're going to have to compete offensive-wise. I mean, your defense is solid right. as long as nobody gets injured. But yeah, you know if if your third string quarterback can figure a way to uh get in, get in a good groove and find ways to win, he should be fine. But I really think the Niners are going to uh, sign a quarterback for the playoffs just for that because he has no experience and they'll probably have more trust in another quarterback like Baker Mayfield maybe. But I think Mayfield be a good pickup. I think he'll be a good pickup. 
but he has to get rid of that 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 arrogant attitude. Because you know, right. in the Niners, in the Niners offense, there's not a lot of passing. You know what I mean? We we, we don't do right. too much passing. So you know, there's a lot of RPOs that's going to be running. So if Baker can come in there and understand the playbook, focus, I would love him as a as a uh, backup quarterback. Because with Jimmy G down now, I would you know I'm hate I hate Jimmy G has been hurt the past two seasons, man. And I hate him. I hate seeing him going down like that. But unfortunate injuries. It's the game. Yep. I just. I mean, Baker. Baker could be a good fit for us, man. If he can just come in there and you know put his head down, learn what he got to learn, and listen to Kyle Shanahan, I believe he'll be all right if if they choose to bring him in. Yeah, if they choose to bring him in, that's the thing. We don't. I haven't heard anything. I know they're the top priority in the waiver wire for him, but you know. We'll see if uh, they want to sign him because if they do sign him, now they're in a position of if Baker does well, now you got Baker, Trey Lance, and Jimmy G in your uh, in your office now trying to figure out what are we going to do. No, you got to think about this. Uh, Jimmy G's done. His contract's over. Yeah, but when I he mean, leave this year, his contract over. Yeah, Baker, but we're not keeping Baker. We're not keeping Unless he bring you out to the Super Bowl, you got to. Think about this, man. We got a quarterback that was the last pick of the 2022 draft. Or the 2021 draft. The last pick in Purdy. And he looked good. His QBR was 55. His completion rate was 63%. I mean, threw for 276 yards. The dude did a good job. So, he he already know our playbooks. I'm going to roll with my rook. I'm good with that. We're gonna have to see how he play how this plays out for the Niner uh the Niner gang over there. We're gonna see if they could uh pull it out or are they just gonna suffer and lose the rest of the season. I highly doubt it with that defense, but we're gonna have to find that out. Hey, I look forward to it. Moving on to another actual blowout was the Lions dominating the Jacksonville Jaguars. This was one of them games that if you were a fan of the two, you would watch them. But if you're not a fan, you're not going to watch them unless you got a fantasy player on the team. But Lions, ever since Hard Knocks, them boys have haven't been a terrible team. They their record is five and seven, but them record five and seven doesn't resemble the fight they've had in each game they've played this That's year. Right. They That's lost fast. to the Bills by three, you know. They lost to the Dolphins by four. Like, those are big-time teams that they barely lost to. They gave them the Blues. So, I mean. They fought. They fight. They, yeah, they, they fight gave Jacksonville the Blues. I mean, you know, oh. their running backs are always top tier. You got Swift and Jamal Williams in your backfield. You know, you got St. Brown does well if Jared Goff does well. I mean, Jared Goff threw for 342 touchdowns, and St. Brown got 114 yards and two of those touchdowns. But that defense dominated on uh, Jacksonville. A team only got 54 rushing yards, which was uncommon to even see because he's been doing well this season. Yeah. I think Detroit looked good, man. Um, I think they're like a couple players away of being a real true contending team. This coach right. has come in there and changed their whole freaking atmosphere. They look good. Right. Their defense stand up strong. Um, What is this rookie name? Uh, Hennison or what? what is the rookie name? I forget his name. But this kid, man, is amazing. That DN is coming off, and he is on them quarterbacks, but every down. 
You know, so I enjoy watching them play. I love seeing the defense. The coach got a lot of spunk with him. The team is fighting like dogs. So I think he's a couple pieces away. But next year, man, Detroit may be a, a little contending fighting team. They may be a contender. I mean, they could be a contender this year. They could if they went out. I mean, but they got a tough little schedule. They play the Vikings this coming week, you know. I think they'll give the Vikings the blues. I mean, at this point in time, Detroit is actually the favorites for this game, which is baffling to me. They're favored by <laughs> one. I have never seen that. They're giving they're saying the Vikings are not the favorites for this game. That that's uncommon to see. Not from no ten and two uh team to be an unfavorite to a five and seven team. That's wild to me. I'm sure that'll change as the uh days go by, but I wasn't expecting to see that. They must think Detroit actually has a chance, which I do believe they have a chance because the Vikings the Vikings do not look that great if Kirk Cousins cannot get to Justin Jefferson. I'm gonna if say first to- cousins is the one. Right. That's the one we met that everybody bets on that. We don't know what which one we're gonna get. Right. We don't you, know if we're gonna, gonna get primetime Kirk Cousins yeah. sucks, or we're gonna yeah. get Kirk Cousins who's just gonna come out there and say, Screw it, I'ma just throw for four hundred yards to Justin right. Jefferson and we're gonna win and go home. That's right. So we don't know what cousins gonna come, you know. So that's the biggest deal. You know, you like that, that's the cousins you want. You like that, right. that's, that's the one, the one you want. That's the one you would <laughs> want and need. Yes. But you never know. He's he, he he's good today. He's bad tomorrow. But I tell you one thing, he's one of the best negotiators in the league. He's made more money than anybody yeah. out there with all that guaranteed he, money he made. He has finessed his way to a great contract and a whole bunch of money. So oh, kudos man. to you and your agent, sir. Yes, sir. But moving on from that one, we have another game which was kind of bad, but it was the return of Deshaun Watson which, of course, got media coverage because, you know, he had his 11-game suspension that he uh, did. And, of course, the game he comes back to is the team that he left. Don't get me wrong. Watson Watson had a terrible game. I'm going to be the first to say he played terrible, but I'm not going to hold him accountable at a high standard because it's his first game in, like, two years. So he struggled. He only threw 131 yards. That's what I'm saying. He's been gone for a long time. This is his first game back. Just so happened to be Houston. You know, his defense is what carried him. The Browns had a yeah. great defensive game. If it wasn't for them, they were losing. Correct. So, you know, I think the Browns, I mean, they. I don't see them getting to the playoffs whatsoever. I just think no. this is a get reps, figure this out. We're going to try again next year, get some more pieces. Because, I mean, if I'm being honest, Houston was already bowing down. They just going to play the game because that's what they got to do. That's what their uh, contract says. But they getting ready for the first round, uh, first pick of the draft, hopefully, if they can get that. So, I mean, but I But Deshaun look rusty, man. He looked like he's supposed to look. I mean, he ain't touched the ball in 700 and something games. I mean, dates. I mean, he looked he rusty. He got to knock the rust off. Thought- I think the problem is is that we know Houston is so bad, we expected him to be rusty but look good at the same time because Houston is so bad. So I think that's what people are going off of. But it's like, I mean, Watson hasn't played. I can't expect much from him. Now, next week, you know, different story. You didn't play the full game. You didn't got hit a few times. You should be good, you know, to throw the ball. And yeah, then, get him then, a I couple mean, games it, underneath his feet. You get a couple games under his feet, then he'll start getting his rhythm. And then he'll right. be able to be a lot better. 
But I mean, I was expecting him to look rusty. You know, not playing in how many how many years he hasn't played in. You know, I looked forward to that. Right. I mean, I think everybody who's watched Deshaun Watson come in the league has enjoyed his game while he was with the Texans. So I mean, you know, he had a rusty game. They got the W, so that's all that matters. But he has a good matchup this coming Sunday against Joe Burrow. So that'll be a good matchup for him because they're going to score and he needs to score. Joe Burrow, that is not a good matchup, man. Joe Burrow going to come in there and wipe the ground with him. I mean, the Browns have a lot of work that needs to be done. And, you know, he still got to get his reps with his his receivers. He got to get his timing down. So you give him about a week or so, I think he'll be all right. Give him a couple weeks underneath him. I think he'll be all right. But this week, I'm betting 100% with uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, hey, I think everybody thinks uh, Joe Burrow should go in there, win, duck your head, get your W. But, you know, it'll be a test for Cleveland because this is the offense they wanted uh, to see if they can actually compete with the big boys. So we're going to see if they can compete with them this Sunday. We're going to see how that plays out. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but, look, let's not count them out yet, you know. Um, they get them reps yeah. and get his feet on them quicker than what we think. They might be a contender because their defense look good. The defense right. look real good. Right. I think every defense looked good against the Texans this season, though. So, <laughs> you know. You're right about that good. one, too. Texans look terrible. God, they need a quarterback. They need defense. They need receivers. Shit, just they blow that team everything. up and redo it. You're right about that one. So, moving on from that, we have two games left. And I'm not really – we're not really going to spend too much on the Cowboys coach. We all knew that answer before – the Sunday came that Cowboys were beating the Colts, so there's nothing really to speak there. But a game that people did not really see coming was the Titans and the Eagles score. 35-10 Eagles this week. They shut down Derrick Henry once again. Derrick Henry hasn't been on nothing these past couple weeks, and Tannehill hasn't been uh, doing well. And Jalen Hurts is doing Jalen Hurts things. Three touchdowns, Man. 80 passing yards. AJ, Brown, I was not looking for touchdowns. that. I think everybody was looking for a great matchup, but a great game, that, man, and they locked that, that down. Came, that defense came in there and stood tall. Surprisingly, Henry only had 30 rushing yards this game, which is very uncommon for him in his size and the way he's been running this season. Tannehill led the backfield with 34 rushing yards, but that defense, that Eagles defense, is letting it known that we are here. And we're gonna cause a problem if for anybody we play. That one loss is a fluke. So we're gonna keep winning. I don't know if you knew this, and it just caught me off guard. I forgot Brown came from Tennessee. So this was a freaking vindictive game. You know, he came with it on his mind in his press conference. He was like, Yeah, they knew I was coming for blood. Yeah. So I mean, they they were not playing. That defense Mm -hmm. stepped up, shut down Henry. That freaking offense looked like a freaking high-flying offense. I mean, they look good, but I wasn't looking for the scores to be what it was. I mean, them boys, them receivers look great on the Eagles side. D. Smith had a 102, A.J. Brown 119. They both had all the touchdowns on the day, and Sanders had the one rushing touchdown, so it was a more passing game, but I think that was kind of the objective with, of course, A.J. Brown playing his former team this uh Yeah! But, you know, I thought uh, Derrick Henry would have had a little bit more spunk in him, but that D-line wasn't letting him do nothing this game. So kudos to that defense. That was a great game, man. And that was, that was a great game plan they put against him. But let me ask you this question, Lockable. What is Philly doing with Smith? 
man, this kid is a blazing freaking receiver. And one game he does well, the next game they don't even look at it. What the hell is going on with that? Is one of, he's one of those receivers where it's like, you know, if he's open, he's going to do well. If Jalen Hurts sees him, he's going to do well. But if we're being honest, A.J. Brown's going to be wide receiver one, so he's going to get the most catches, most targets, of course. But D. Smith, you know, he's not a bad receiver. He, I mean, you know, he's great. I mean, this season he has 711 receiving yards, four touchdowns. You know, he could have had a lot more, but – you know, I think it goes off game plans. I mean, some games he's just locked up to the point where he can't get a hold to the ball. Or then some games you got A.J. Brown taking all the touches and receiving yards. So, I mean, you know, it's an up and down train uh, with D. Smith. But he's one of them guys that will get them uh, important yards that you'll need. Man, Hurts, I got to say, Hurts looked really, really good this year. Philly went all out for him this year. They went getting receivers. They went getting linemen. They got running backs. I mean, they put up, they put a squad around him, and he looks really, really good. I mean, he's kind of surprising because he's number seven in touchdowns, but he's only thrown three interceptions this year. Yep. I mean, he's been protecting the ball. His quarterback rating is like 69.2%. I mean, he's looking real good this year. And I, I have to say, I'm really surprised because I didn't think he would take that huge of a step, you know, from mm-hmm. last year. Because last year he didn't look this good. Yeah, but I mean, when you get them good pieces and the good uh, the pieces start aligning in the right way, everything start clicking. Once they click, you know, everything starts uh, moving forward. So that's just how it's been for the Eagles since week one. I mean, they had one bad game, but other than that, they've been dominated each game they've played. Man, Philly came in there and pulled their pants down. They were not playing. They went in and said, look, let me get Brown. I'm going to give you these these draft picks. You can have that. No problem. No issues. Let's get a running back. Let's get this. Let's get that. Man, Jalen Hurts all of a sudden looked like goddamn Tom Brady. Yeah. 11 and 1. Oh, man, I wasn't looking for that last year. They were looking about – they were thinking about getting rid of him. And this year he's a freaking MVP. Yeah, he he could make a case for MVP. I mean – he could make a case, but Eagles are going to cause havoc in the NFC. As long as they uh do well, they're going to cause havoc. So we're going to have to see how the Eagles play out. Yeah, he's looking good. His stats, 2,900 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, three re- three interceptions. Man, he got damn good numbers. His numbers look good this year. Yeah, he looks great this year. Look out for the Eagles. Eagle, go, Eagles, Eagle, go. Fly, Eagle, fly. Fly, Eagle, fly. (laughs) So shifting gears to the college football, we had championship games this week, and everybody on this podcast knows I'm about to uh, have my glory moment because (laughs) I called USC and TCU both getting upset this weekend because I said they are not them guys and they are not going to win this week. And I was right. Utah winning there. Handled their business against USC. USC got embarrassed. TCU versus Kansas State. Great game. Not gonna knock TCU for their uh for their uh game they play, but Kansas State came on top. I already knew them boys was gonna lose. Them boys lost. I feel at peace. I've proven my point, and I'm gonna prove it even further in the college rankings because we decided to leave TCU in the same ranking they were in before, but they lost to a number. What number were they? They were number 10. They lose to number 10, but they, but they get to sit in number three still. And Dude, nobody else I, moves but Ohio State. 
I've been going so on a went, rant on that all week. I mean, since the game. USC goes to 10, and TCU stays in three. I, I How don't agree that? with that. I don't agree with that. I guess we're going to go off of Big Ten bias. And, I mean, you know, these past couple weeks they've been playing good games, but I'm like, bruh, no. Because if anybody else would have lost to the number 10, they was getting booted off rip. Man, there was no look, at, look at it, man. Alabama lost to Tennessee. Alabama yeah. dropped. And I hate Alabama. LSU yeah. lost to a, a, a ranked team. They dropped back two or three three slots. TCU's the only school that freaking lost and never lost a spot. That yeah. don't make sense. Their schedule is not as strong as these damn teams are. They can't even compete with Kansas State, let alone mess around with a Georgia. Nope. Somebody they got paid get, off, man. Somebody got paid off. They get to get a good test against Michigan, which, I mean, you know, I guess is the okay uh, game, but Michigan is going to dog Michigan walk them because dog they're, walk them. they're not ready for that type of heat. And then, you no. know, that gets Michigan a free ride into the championship game. That's right. Georgia – Georgia on a high state is going to be the best game people are going to look for. Because I don't believe that was going to be guy. one either. Because Georgia's running game is so freaking potent, I don't think Ohio State can stop it. Ohio got something to prove. Them boys let them in, so they got something to prove now. Now they got to prove they want to be there. So well, I mean, why I they ain't pre- prove that to Michigan? Hey, Michigan, Michigan <laughs> had a great uh, playing that day. They, they, me and me and Angry Diamonds had to eat dirt that uh the next podcast because we did not expect Michigan to win that game whatsoever. Man, I believe uh, this is my prediction right now for you, Lockable. Georgia, freaking um, Michigan championship I game. I think that's a lot of people's predictions. I think we've all accepted that that may be the uh, championship with Georgia coming out on top this year. I okay. believe Georgia win by 14. I don't think Michigan ready for that SEC world. I I don't like the rankings because they put Alabama at five. I think it would have been better. You know, it's fair that TCU has to drop because they lost to. They should have dropped two like everybody else, and everybody just shifted up. So that that's right. First of all, it's a good uh, money uh, grab because now you get rematches: Georgia versus Alabama, Michigan versus Ohio State. That first week of playoffs would have been phenomenal and. Ratings would have been broken. Everybody wants to see that. But, no, we want to let TCU in there because old boy want to cry on national TV because he lost the game. So he's going to cry again on New Year's Eve before he goes into the new year and not a champion. <laughs> so we're going to see how that goes with them TCU two. TCU is going to get mollywopped. I mean, my predictions was right. Both teams lost, got upset. I thought I was just going to be golden for saving to get back in it. But it didn't happen. So what? LSU Georgia game. I think we all kind of oh knew Georgia God. was going to win that game, but we kind of thought LSU would have gave them a better run. We thought they LSU would have had a better plan. Fifty to thirty was the final score. Georgia ends the game undefeated. LSU finishes nine and four and gets booted to number fourteen for the new year. I thought LSU. I really LSU was doing a great job. They had they pinned Georgia twice, three and outs, no issues. But the freaking messed up field goal kick gave them the damn touchdown. I think it knocked all the wind out of Tigers. When he picked that, when that Georgia uh, free safety picked that ball up and ran that ball back for a touchdown, I believe that was that poked a hole in him. 
That was a quick hole to poke because that was in the beginning of the game. You had yeah, three more quarters to play. I mean, man, after that, that was there, a crap. You got a fourth and one situation, and we going instead of QB sneaking and pushing forward, we want to hand it off to the running back. That's big. That's big kills. <laughs> you don't know what the hell doing I, in the SEC. That's a terrible play call. Personally, I think any coach would have just been like, all right, we're going to see who's big men are stronger than the other. We're going to push. There you go. That's right. Hand it off. Quarterback, keep that. But, but you know, LSU, Kelly ain't ready for this. I mean, he got them to the SEC championship. He's uh, broken the standards of what people thought LSU was going to be this year. He beat Nick Saban his first year. So he automatically gets a, a thumbs up on that if you beat Nick okay. Saban. So, right. and he gets so a get bonus for getting to the that. SEC championship. So, you know, his pockets look good for that. So, <laughs> yeah, they're paying him some stupid money. Yeah, they're paying him good money, and he got a uh, got that uh, bonus for going to the championship. I think, I think he's in. I think they're playing in the Orange Bowl or something. I, I'm not sure what bowl LSU got playing, right? Yeah, uh, I think they're in yeah, the Orange. They're, bowl. No, they play the Citrus Bowl. They play Citrus Purdue. Bowl. There you go, Purdue, the ball makers. Cheese it Citrus Bowl, and they got LSU winning by seven. So we'll see how that goes. Oh man, that was terrible. So we're gonna see how that goes. That pretty up. Oh, nope, we got Michigan Purdue. I mean, Michigan beat Purdue like we all expected 43 22. Nothing extravagant there. Uh, the coach is trying to bring go to the championship for once. I mean, he had a chance last year, didn't work out well. So I think he's going to get a good ride into it playing TCU this year. But correct, you know, Big Ten bias. I don't like it. Whatever. I like Hallbrook. You got Big Twelve and Big Ten in the uh, top four, which is wild. Their schedules were weak, but yes. I don't. Ma- I don't make the calls over there. They do. So we'll see how that uh, college playoff uh, turns out for New Year's Eve. Nah, we already know how it's going to turn out. Right, <laughs> we know the end of results. In another big game, which was really big for the SWAC uh, division, is going to be Southern versus Jackson State, which would be Dion's last game with Jackson State. They did come and beat Southern, but I mean Southern didn't just let them whoop them, even though they were down twenty six nothing in a uh, first quarter. They did battle back and try to make it interesting, but Dion did what he was supposed to do. They beat Southern 43-24. He rides off in the sunset, and I believe he's going to coach the Jackson State versus NC Central game for the Cricket uh, Bowl on the 17th. I'm not too sure on that. Yeah, Coach Prime did a great job with uh, Jackson State. And, um, you know, let me say, you know, Coach Prime is, you know, he's done some things for the HBCU schools that that has never been seen and I applaud him for that and I, I applaud him for you know him taking the chance to go to the school that hired him and try to open it up more for our people for black people but as far as Jackson State Southern game I would say Dion Coach Prime did a hell of a job coaching he went 12 and 0 this season and kudos to him and his team um his son Great job, and man, I I wish him the best. Thank him for coming down to Jackson State, even though I'm not a Jackson State fan. Right, and that's just going to lead me into my plus five segment before we end the podcast about you Jackson State fans. 
Y'all have to be the most selfish fans I've ever seen in my life. This man, Dion, has came in and changed the swag division forever. That man has got the players' names on their back. He's gave up his uh salary to fix up Jackson State's uh facilities. And y'all hating on the man for leaving to go up to a higher uh job in Colorado. He it was never understood that he was staying with Jackson State the rest of his career. Did y'all were a stepping stone? And he came there and he did exactly what he said he was gonna do. He brought y'all championships. Now he's going to Colorado, which is a uh another uh school he's gonna have to fix and do better. So, you know, he wasn't always gonna stay in the uh swag. We knew that. But for y'all to hate him and play one monkey don't stop no show at the game and stuff that, that that was just uncalled for man uncalled y'all some selfish for. fans y'all should be ashamed of yourself and y'all school's gonna look very terrible uh next season because all your big timers have decommitted and a lot of your big timers are transferring and he's bringing his luggage with him like he say transfer portal activate <laughs> like the next morning a four-star wide receiver uh commits to colorado you you don't never hear no commits to colorado they're one and eight Nick Saban, Nick Saban's Alabama uh, linebacker, decommitted from Alabama. Asked Coach Prime, can he come over there? That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, y'all mad because his quarterback leaving. We all know that. That's his son. That's just understood he's leaving. Like, he going to go where his dad coaching at. That's understood. Y'all just need to understand, enjoy what y'all had. And, you know, don't be thankful for what he's done for y'all because – you know, another instance when y'all ain't had no water out there, he was making sure water was getting down there for uh the students, the athletes on campus, making sure they was That's eating correct. stuff. But y'all, you know, y'all want to bash the man because you know he going because he getting paid more in Colorado. That's the only reason why y'all think he's leaving. I mean, you know, it's not our fault. Jackson State can't afford seven million dollar payroll. It's, it's just you know, <laughs> it's just the truth. You know. But Dion gonna do great things, man. I just need to accept what happened. Be thankful for what he's gave y'all and move on, man. That just means Southern's gonna take over the swag again. That's just all that's gonna happen. I agree. But uh with that, that's gonna end another episode of the Give Me My Points podcast. We would like to thank Mr. Eric for joining with us today. We thank do y'all. appreciate you. You're welcome anytime you please. We are open house. We would love to have a conversation. We're going to have to have you back when uh, Angry Domus is back. We're going to have oh, to have yes. you back in here to have a conversation with us. I look forward to but, it. Uh, yeah, as always, you know, make sure to join the P3 Picks, Plays, and Parlays Discord where we give out free uh, sports bets every day from Monday to Sunday, 24-7, you know. But with that, We're going to see y'all next time. And as always, peace.